This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at trustmark.com mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. He's a chartered financial analyst and holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. It's an open topic day today, so what would you like to talk about? Maybe what to get that high school or college graduate, how to find out if you've lost money in the state treasury, what to buy or not to buy in May, or how to deal with money while traveling internationally. Ryder is here ready to answer your personal finance questions this morning, so give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 or email the show. Just send it to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Ryder. Hope you're doing well. Well, this morning. Good morning, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, start off as we usually do uh, with the financial news in the news. Uh, yeah. So if uh, if you haven't checked your investment portfolio already, uh, don't. Uh, s- stocks were down last week, and yesterday was a, a pretty rough day in the markets, down about three percent. Now, keep in mind this is coming down off of again very recent all time highs. So this isn't you know we're not we're not in the same territory that we were in, uh, say, uh, at the end of last year. Um, but, you know, again, every time, so, you know, we're not going to talk about the T word, but every time uh, we talk about exchanging goods with foreign countries and perhaps implementing an extra cost that goes to the government on those, uh, we get a, we tend to get a big sell-off. And, and that's just because these extra costs, these, these taxes as they are, um, they are paid by the American consumer. And when we are paying those, we don't have money to go spend on other things that we want to spend on. If you had to spend your last, you know, if you spend an extra hundred dollars on your washing machine, you don't have a hundred dollars to go spend, you know, going out to dinner or um, going to a movie or, or buying clothes or something like that. So, so it's 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 all a lose lose situation there. So yeah, the the tea situation is almost becoming like a ping pong match. It's it's back and forth with uh, the U.S. and China about, absolutely uh, raising things absolutely. Uh, the other th- thing I heard in the news was that Apple, um, I, th- I guess, lost a big uh, decision in, in a case involving, uh, I think they're being sued for um, uh, some money they're charging app developers, if I understand correctly. Okay, so, yeah, there is, <laughs> I was like, ooh, which lawsuit are we going to go for today? <laughs> um, there are a lot of lawsuits in the news, too. Uh, those are big, big dollar things sometimes. But um, Apple is being sued, and, and I, haven't, I haven't read anything new about it, but they're being sued because uh, their app store is the only place you can go on your phone to get a new app. And people say, okay, well, you've got a monopoly on that. You know, you should open up. We should be able to go to other places. And this is a problem. Uh, Apple wants the control because they have just such high standards for their products. 
um, and they want to be able to help protect the consumer's privacy. So they don't want, you know, they want to be able to approve your app. They want to be able to know that your app isn't going to be doing anything malicious to your phone. They want to know that uh, that app isn't going to be, uh, you know, spying on you or something like that. And so that's why they want to exercise that control. Uh, but developers are saying, well, you know, you take a large cut of our revenue and, you know, yeah, we can raise our revenue, but then we get fewer sales. Uh, so that just makes it really tricky for them. And I forget, I believe uh, for most things, I know what they used to do was just a kind of across the board, 30% cut and, 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 you know, quite rough for some developers that included, uh, things like subscription revenue. So I know Spotify had a big, uh, uh, tussle with them because, uh, Spotify charges, you know, not $10 a month. And, um, so Apple was, I believe they were claiming that, you know, Apple needed a 30% cut of that. But Spotify was like, well, you know, people can subscribe to us anywhere else. And, and that's really our $10. And you didn't do anything to get us that $10. So uh, so that was I know that was the subject of a big lawsuit. Uh, but they're also just general practices on the App Store. Again, I haven't heard a huge um, update on that. But that that is something that's going on right there. And also, I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> uh, Justice Kavanaugh sided with the more liberal uh, members of the Supreme Court in, in a recent decision concerning that. So I thought that was uh, newsworthy and mm. noteworthy. Uh, so since you're listening today, it's an open topic day. You get to decide what we talk about. Uh, we do have some things to uh, talk about uh, while we wait for your phone call, but we're looking for your financial, personal finance questions this morning. And the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Got all of our phone lines are open, uh, so you can go ahead and give us a call. Kevin, this is Liz. Uh, one of our listeners, Barbara, couldn't stay on the line, but Ryder, she had a question about savings bonds. She seems to have a bunch of them stacked <laughs> up. I think my mom's got like an inch of them uh, oh, at her house. How do you cash them in? Uh, when do you cash them in? Uh, tell, tell a little, remind our listeners about the savings bonds. I know we've got one. My daughter was born in 96, and mm. my mother-in-law gave us one, and it's been stuck in a box since 96. Okay, so savings bonds are, uh, they you purchase them from the U.S. Treasury, or I mean they are issued by the U.S. Treasury, uh, and a ton of information about these can be found at treasurydirect.gov. Um, that is the best resource, and I'm not going to be able to tell you much that you're not going to be able to find on there very quickly. But just kind of briefly, there's a couple of different types of savings bonds. You know, a lot of the ones folks would buy for their children, you buy them at, say, some discount to the face. You know, you buy a $50 savings bond, and you buy it for $25, and you give it to your kid, and in 10 years, it's worth $50 or something like that. Um, I guess it teaches kids to be patient, but it also teaches kids that their parents will take it and put it in a safe deposit box and they'll forget about it. Um, there's other types that just kind of pay interest and you can, you can get that you know, at the end of, you know, after a certain time or it, it rises with inflation. Um, but all of those that they have, they have different redemption processes. Uh, one big issue that we see with folks is they have maybe lost their original certificate. Uh, they have a record of it. They just have no idea what it's worth. All of those things, they have a ton of services like that. Again, treasurydirect.gov. 
They have a whole section for savings bonds, how to understand the particular ones you have, because again, you not only are there different series of them that, that behave differently, uh, but you know they might have different interest rates, and they will uh, have different features depending on when you purchased it. And you know, so some they will continue to grow and continue to accrue interest, and some at a certain point, you know, they're they're just they're just the same amount, and you should just cash them in. All right. Uh, thanks, Barbara, uh, for your question. Uh, this is an open topic day on Money Talk, so we're looking for your personal finance question as well. Again, phone lines open at one eight seven seven mpb ring The phone number is one 672 Offers.com lists things to buy and not to buy, I think, throughout the year. So here are their best buys in May. Uh, the first one is mattresses. It says, as a rule of thumb, the ideal time for buying a mattress is during a three-day week weekend shopping weekend. Interestingly enough, President's Day, Labor Day, and of course, Memorial Day. During past Memorial Day mattress sales, merchants have discounted top brand mattresses by up to 60%. So I guess they're thinking that people need uh, a new mattress on these long weekends to you know, get that extra gotta, day of sleep in you got to recover from the first two days. <laughs> oh, and, and things like mattresses, these uh, larger expenses, larger consumer expenses that kind of everyone has to do uh, outside of the kind of house and car realm. Uh, this is definitely an area where you want to shop around. Um, there, especially nowadays, particularly in the mattress area, there are a lot of companies that are offering you know, very good, high quality, very good mattresses uh, for much, much cheaper than the kind of traditional going into a store. There are a lot of online companies offering them. And if you have ever listened to a podcast or seen a Facebook ad, you have probably uh, heard about them or seen an ad for them. And there's a there's a whole there's a whole slew of them, uh, and and again, so that it's important to shop around. And then with a the mattress, it's important, you know, uh, when you do go to a store to lay on it and see what you think about it. You know, uh, don't just be like, mm, yeah, I touched the top of that. That's that's pretty soft. That's cool. I like that. Uh, so know what you want and shop around. Yeah, I had to replace mine recently. I didn't get it on a three day weekend, but I was a little uh, apprehensive because I would look at on stores and see, you know, queen size which is what my frame was, is seven to $800. And I'm thinking, that's an awful lot mm-hmm. of money for a mattress. So I went with a friend of mine, and I, and I was funny, because when I was in the car, I said to him, like, I said, I'm not going to buy a mattress. We are strictly going in here to look at prices. Mm-hmm. Well, there's this big sign on the door that says, mattress sale. Yeah. And so sure enough, I bought a mattress that night because it was much <laughs> cheaper than I thought it was. Originally, I'd gone to the cheapest one, and it was mm-hmm. quite threadbare. It, you didn't even have to lay on it. You could just squeeze it and feel how Oof. uncomfortable it was. Yeah. So I went up a little step, got the little pillow toppy thing on there, uh, but was quite uh, pleasantly surprised. So uh, if you are looking for a mattress and you go on one of these three-day weekends, you'll you'll double your pleasure and double your fun there with a 60% off. So. And, and, and do keep in mind, well, again, with mattress in particular, you are going to spend a third of your life on this. Uh, so make, you know, it, don't, don't just, don't just buy the cheap one just because you can't, you know, oh, well, it's $20 cheaper. No, no, it make sure you're getting the right one for you. Now my only problem is keeping my cat from uh, scratching his claws on the box spring, but that's uh, for another show. Hey, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got some open phone lines, and we're looking for your personal finance questions this morning. Uh, So give us a call if you have one at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show as well when you send it to money at mpbonline.org. We're looking 
looking for your personal finance questions. And we'll be back with more Money Talks after this short break, so stay tuned. presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks. If you missed part of this show, you can visit it again by going to mpbonline.org slash money talks. Uh, you can find all of our past episodes on our website. Uh, you can also download the MPB public media app that allows you to listen to all of the Think Radio programs on your schedule on your iPhone or Android phone. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspective. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your personal finance questions, and we have some phone lines open. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 We do have some things to talk about, but we really do want to hear what's on your mind this morning, what personal finance questions that you have. So give us a call, and we'll see if we can't give you some help this morning. So we've been talking about some things uh, to buy, not to buy in May, more to buy. We've talked about mattresses, but as Ryder and I were talking during the break, I guess there's many reasons to celebrate during May, and thus many reasons to have sales on things like refrigerators and appliances, cookware, home goods, uh, spring apparel, you know, because you want to get ready for your summer apparel. Right. And we I were, think maybe like the floral patterns yes. will have more greenery instead of flowers. You know, it, <laughs> maybe that's some of the difference between spring and summer apparel. You know, it, it always embarrasses me, though, when I go somewhere and I realize I have dressed in my spring apparel instead of my summer apparel. Mm, it's almost I like I want to go home and just, you know, go to bed. For I the can't rest believe of the it. So. That's that's. That's unacceptable, Kevin. <laughs> but you did see, and I agree, uh, the last one on our list really is a, a good tip for uh, yeah. May. Yeah, so the last one is about uh, travel. Uh, Last-minute getaways is what it says. If you don't already have plans for the three-day weekend, shop last-minute deals on flights and vacation packages. So, I mean, that's a good point because obviously everyone travels in the summer. And so uh, this is something where it's it's such a seasonal thing uh, that planning ahead can really help. Because have you ever driven down the highway and seen and seen a hotel advertise? It's like, oh, our rooms are 
$49. And then you call them and they're like, oh, we don't have any $49 rooms. They're all $99. You know, so if you plan ahead, you can get, you know, I mean, travel is an industry where, you know, those those first few seats on the airplane, those first few rooms on the hotel, like they do go cheaper just to get the ball rolling uh, oftentimes. And so planning ahead really helps. Um, even if you are traveling during peak season, uh, planning ahead really helps. And, um, you know, planning around the peak season uh, can just yield even more benefits. And I also think that's one that you definitely need to, to shop around. And there are a number of sites that aggregate, you know, different uh, mm-hmm. hotel prices and, and uh, flights and that sort of thing. So I think uh, the Internet has, be- has become a real uh, help in planning uh, travel, uh, both, you know, uh, flights and hotels. We have got some calls to get to. So let's start things off by saying good morning to Bethany calling in from Oxford. You're on the air with us. So go ahead, please. Good morning. I have a quick question about 401k and uh, traditional and Roth, mm-hmm. what the maxes are, and can you do, do can, can you contribute to both, and do they both hit that same max, if that makes sense? Yes. Uh, so 401k, I uh, believe the uh, maximum for 2019 is $19,000, and that has a $6,000 catch-up if you are over uh, the age of 50. Um, so that would be a total of 24000 that you could put away if you're over the age of 50. Um, as far as traditional and Roth, if you have a 401k plan that allows traditional and Roth uh, deposits, and just to back up, again, for the broader audience, Audience, a traditional uh, 401k or traditional IRA contribution that comes out before you pay taxes, so it lowers your income for tax purposes. So you save that tax money right off the bat, uh, but you pay taxes when you take it out. It's income later on. Uh, with a Roth, you pay taxes now, so it's you know advantageous if you're in a particularly low tax bracket, uh, or you know you're going to be in a higher tax bracket later, uh, and so you pay taxes now, but you never pay taxes again, even after it grows and grows and grows. So that limit is is what's called the deferral limit, the employee or the employee contribution limit. So that goes for traditional and Roth. I mean, if you put a dollar in your Roth uh, Roth four hundred one k, then you've got eighteen thousand. $1,999 to put in your traditional. Uh, you know, you can split it up any way you like, uh, any way that your uh, servicer will allow you. Um, and, and, and so for folks who are very careful about their planning, you know, they're kind of looking at their income down to a T and forecasting out what their tax rates are going to be. You know, one strategy might be to uh, use traditional deferrals, uh, so saving on your taxes, to push your income down into a lower tax bracket. Say you're in, you know, like a, a, a 28% tax bracket. If you can push yourself down to a, a 24 or something lower, you know, that's a, a break point there. Um, and then put some in the Roth IRA. Because it is good, ultimately, to have some money in, in, in both di- both types, um, but you get a lot of immediate value from putting into your traditional. Um, did that answer your question, Bethany? Yes, thank you. <laughs> awesome. There we go. All right, Bethany, thanks for your call. We've got some open phone lines on Money Talk, and we're looking for your personal finance questions today. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Next, let's see if we can help Jerry calling in from Memphis. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good What's your question? 
Uh, I'm retired twice, and I got uh, a good nest egg in some mutual funds. And I got uh, about $100,000 cash. I'm just wondering would, what would be a good strategy going forward. Um, for what to do with that cash? The cash and the, and the money in mutual funds. I mean, it's, it's in a 401k, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just, just wondering if I should... Yeah, the markets are up and down depending upon what Trump and his uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so a couple things. I like to look at one. We, we we generally like to look at all your assets as one big portfolio, but I like to pull out of that kind of the cash that you just need to have on hand for emergencies or just you know what you might call operating expen- expenses. Just just how much it, it costs to, to to live, and so you know I don't know. You you know how expensive your lifestyle is, but keep uh, several months' expenses. And this is how this is how I think of uh, what to keep in cash savings, just kind of outside of your investments. I say several months of expenses, um, just in case you know things come up or you have a very expensive month or something. Uh, and then additional amounts to cover things like health insurance, deductibles, uh, home, auto insurance, any kind of large needs that you are maybe vaguely on the horizon. Go ahead and keep those in cash. There's no reason to uh, leave those things to the risk that's in the markets. And the rest of it, you can you know kind of count as your whole investment portfolio. Um, while I don't know what the best mix for you is going to be, uh, that's generally going to be a function of how much you have and how much you need. And I, I don't, I, I try not to get people to say, look at what's happening in the market today, and that's how you're going to base your investment on, but rather look at what your needs are, uh, because, you know, say say you put some in bond, you know, say you have a portion in bonds that's enough money to last you 10 years, well, you don't really care what the market does, because if the market declines sharply, you still have those bonds generating interest and to draw off of uh, while the market recovers. Um, so... Uh, Jerry, I would say uh, work with a financial advisor. You can probably find a fee-only financial advisor uh, near you who, uh, at at the very minimum, is going to be able to look at your whole financial situation and kind of help you allocate that, help you determine what what makes sense for a long-term portfolio for you. Because, you, like you said, you've retired, retired twice now. Uh, this money is going to, you know, kind of help support you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to support you alongside any other uh, retirement income you have. All right. Thank you. Sure thing. We appreciate your call, Jerry. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Open topic day, so we're looking for your personal finance questions. And we've got some open phone lines. The number is one mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 Next, from Horn Lake, David's on the line. Good morning, David. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. i got a question. Uh, I'm in my 60s. I don't have any children, and all my family's died out. So essentially, I'm um, alone in the world. So what kind of steps do I need to, uh, would you advise me to to do or see about doing as far as um, uh, maybe... um, what do you do if you don't have any family left and, you know, as far as uh, your your assets, you know, for long-term health care mm-hmm. and also if there's anything left over to be left for somewhere? 
Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, th- those are the two big things that I would look at is, you know, wh- what are you going to do with it? What's, what's going to happen to your money when you die, which is, you know, may, for some folks is a fun thing to think about. Some people that may be a little too morbid. But very importantly, while you're still living, how is your money going to take care of you? And a huge issue, like you mentioned, is health care, long-term health. Um, do you have long-term health insurance? No, I don't, but my company just offered me a, um, I was lucky enough to have a, a, a fixed pension, mm-hmm. and they off, they merged again, and they wanted to dump their pension liability because they was to help their mm-hmm. merger, you know, equity right. type deal. Anyway, uh, and it also was a single pay annuity, so if I if was to, you know, have a heart, you know, if I was to die, then, the, you know, the money disappeared. Right. So I took a cash buyout on mm-hmm. it, so they gave me $90,000 just sitting in the cash reserves at Fidelity. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm also wanting to time to figure out what a better strategy and just sitting in cash reserves at Fidelity on that 90000 Yeah, so, and, and is that 90000 is that going to be the bulk of your retirement savings, or do you have 401k stuff outside of I've that? I've got a little bit of 401k, and then i got a couple of IRAs okay. at a credit union, not making any money on it. Yeah. So, so with long-term care insurance, it may be at this point, it may be a little too expensive. Uh, typically, you know, once if people lock in a rate when they're younger, in their forties, early fifties, we see people getting pretty good rates, and uh, that assures uh, insures them uh, and covers a certain amount of care, uh, typically limited by both a large dollar amount and a number of years, um, typically two three, four, five years. Uh, for you, since since it may be too expensive to uh, obtain that now, I mean, one thing is, you know, speak with, uh, speak with a financial advisor, one who does not sell uh, long-term care insurance, uh, just to get kind of a, <laughs> right, I mean, if you speak to someone who sells long-term care insurance, they're probably going to find a way that long-term care insurance is going to fit your needs. Um, go ahead. Let me add up one thing. How do you find a health, I mean, an advisor or whatnot that is strictly looking on your fiduciary interest? Because, I mean, I've had some several people tell me you need to get a uh, annuity. Uh, annuity, you'll yeah. have a fixed income, revenue stream, or whatnot. But I mean, then you got to worry about, you know, how, what kind of commission up. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then, and I think you know, if you've listened to this program before, you know, one of our big complaints about annuities is they often do have a large commission. Not only do they lock up your money for a long time, uh, reduce your flexibility, but uh, there's a huge cost to them, and and that huge commission also motivates people to sell it to you. Um, an annuity is appropriate for some people. It works really well in some folks' financial situations, but just the way it's sold sometimes creates some weird incentives. Um, so I would search for a fee-only advisor. Uh, search for one who does not sell insurance products, because, again, those are typically commission-driven. Uh, search for one who doesn't even uh, sell mutual funds, um, and you can ask them and ask them what their conflicts of interest are. And um, <clears throat> Excuse me. And ask them, you know, ask them if they sell products or if they recommend specific products and how that works. Um, you're in the Horn Lake area, you know. There's there will be plenty of advisors in the uh, in that area. And um, let's see. 
Uh, so, so one, the two big important issues for you are how to take care of that long-term health insurance, um, which may, depending on where your assets end up being, you may fall under uh, fall under Medicaid um, if you're not paying for it yourself, um, and f- for your assets for when you. Um, uh, when you die, what happens to those? That's just a planning process for you. You know, if you don't have any, any family at all to give it to, you know, maybe you want and you expect to have money, you know, left over when you die. Maybe you want to look at giving it to a charity or giving it to your church or uh, something like that. And there's a lot of ways you can structure it uh, so that, you know, I mean, besides just putting it in your will, hey, when I die, everything goes to, you know, X Y Z charity. Uh, you can you can set it up. You can set up charities as beneficiaries on your IRAs and things like that. Um, but working with a financial advisor who's going to be able to give you a good look at that big picture and help you work through those planning processes because those are two very big things you're going to have to kind of work through to plan. All right, uh, David, we appreciate your call. And another reminder that we often give you is uh, when you're looking for a personal finance advisor, a a personal advisor, a financial advisor, you've got to be comfortable with them. Remember, it's your situation. It's your money that's being talked about. So if you feel uncomfortable, uh, try to find another one. And Ryder, I'm sure, like most professionals, when someone goes to somewhere else for the service, there's nothing personal and you're not offended by anything uh, along those lines. Okay, time for another break. When we get back, we've got uh, Bobby on the line from Bay Springs. We'll get to his call. But there's room for your call as well on this Open Topic Tuesday. If you have a personal finance question ready to go, give us a call at one mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this break. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. He's a chartered financial analyst and holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. It's an open topic day today. We're letting you decide what we talk about with your personal finance questions. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 We do have some open phone lines, so if you have a question, go ahead and give us a call. Back to the phone lines we go. We say good morning to Bobby in Ocean Springs. You're on the air with us, Bobby. Go ahead. Bobby, are you with us? Bobby Ingram in Bay Springs. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I just I, I just wanted to know where I could uh, probably buy some buy saving bonds. I was looking up, thinking of my my grandchildren, mm-hmm. and it's giving me the information I was looking for. Yeah. I was satisfied with the information. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, again, you know, we talked about savings bonds a little earlier, and right. uh, treasurydirect.gov has a ton of information. They mostly are sold through this online account at treasurydirect.gov. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not, they're not as often, I, I, I believe you still can get those paper certificates. Um, for those, I would look at your bank um, and right. see if you can buy savings bonds through your bank. That's kind of traditionally how they are distributed. Um, but now you also have the online account, and uh, oh, you may okay. be able to get that paper certificate there as well. So those oh, are your, those okay. are your two best options. But treasurydirect.gov, for anyone out there with uh, savings bonds questions, uh, that's a fantastic resource, and it's also where you're going to go to buy and redeem them. Oh, Thank you. That's what I wanted to know. All right. Thanks for calling today, Bobby. Uh, Let's move on and talk to Harry, who's called in from Vidalia, Louisiana. Good morning, Harry. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Uh, I've got some credit card debt with a high interest rate, Mm -hmm. and I called a number while back, and uh, they said that uh, they were in the middle of a billing cycle and could not do anything about it. And I imagine that any time you call, they're going to be in the middle of a billing cycle. Yeah, just about. And uh, my other question would be, uh, you get offers from other companies to transfer that rate to a much, much lower rate. Is that something that should be considered or not? Uh, yes, absolutely. Especially if your current company is so unwilling, <clears throat> is so unwilling to negotiate on the rate. Usually, uh, we always say that's going to be your first stop. Is you already have a relationship with them. They know how much you are paying or not paying every month. They know how much you owe. Uh, they should be willing to negotiate if it means that they are going to be more assured of getting their money back. That being said, sometimes they're going to throw up an excuse like we're in the middle of a billing cycle. Guess what? It's always a billing cycle um, because as soon as one ends, another one starts. And you are not going to catch them in that very instance. They're probably it's probably when their uh, lunch break is. <laughs> um, so. So, yes, absolutely. There are the credit card market is a very competitive market. There are plenty of people who want your business. And there are several out there, several balance transfer cards cards which have either uh, very low rates on a balance transfer the balance transfer is what the process is called essentially you open up a new credit card and they give you a check that you can write to pay off your other card and that effectively transfers the balance over uh, now keep in mind that a lot of these have teaser periods maybe it's six to 12 months I've seen them as long as 21 months if you have very good credit uh, for how long that interest rate is zero so be as aggressive as you can during that time so you don't end up having to go back and uh, pay back interest or anything like that. Because after that teaser period, those rates can go up, you know, significantly. Again, you know, you already have a high interest credit card. It can go back to those high interest rates. <clears throat> but Will they tell you what that rate is going to be later on? Yes, they typically, they typically will. They typically will. What was that? Okay. Um, So you can get all of those details. Ask them how much that balance transfer fee is going to be. It's very common to see it be 3%. Um, But again, you know, if if you're paying 30% right now, paying 3% for your first year is is really not a bad deal at all. Um, They will tell you how long that interest-free period is going to be, and they will tell you what rate it will bump up to, or maybe what the range of rates are. Now, bear in mind that 
but a lot can change. They they probably have authority to change those rates at any time, but at least it'll give you a good idea of what what you can expect. So, um, yeah, balance transfers are a, are a very good tool in the situation where your credit card company is unwilling to negotiate with you. All right, uh, Harry, thanks for your call. And uh, I would like to just add a quick reminder of uh, the idea of that uh, time to pay off your balance, because uh, if you don't pay off the transfer balance in the amount of time they allot you, sometimes you're going to get socked for the entire amount of interest you would have been paying uh, during the introductory period. That's All right. a great thing to ask. Let's take another quick break. When we get back, we'll continue looking for your personal finance questions on this open topic day. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the program after this. to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. It's been an open topic day. We've been getting an interesting variety of personal finance questions from you. Uh, the phone lines are still open and available, so give us a call with your personal finance question. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464, or send us an email. It's money at mpbonline.org. Well, it is a graduation season. In addition to being uh, Memorial Day this week, we had Mother's Day, or this month, we had Mother's Day earlier this month, and lots of graduations going on in late May and early June, so you might be thinking of a gift for a graduate. Now, Ryder, we have a list here from USA Today, and I thought it'd be fun to just pick out a couple of the ones that leap out to us uh, for a variety of reasons. And the first one, I think, you brought this up to my attention, but number one is a nice watch, and then it says watches for some reason symbolize adulthood. Uh, for I for some never. reason, for some reason, it's adults that wear watches, Kevin. In okay. Harry Potter, when you become of age, you get a watch. Also, oh, there we go. That's oh. why I had no idea what now, that was about. Yeah, becoming okay. a becoming a wizard—that's truly, <laughs> truly the step we're all striving for. Um, you know, I, that's changed a lot in recent years. I know there was kind of a where people are like, oh, you don't need to have a watch because you have your phone with you all the time. You're going to have the time. Um, but now that we've moved to like smart watches and everything, everyone wants a smart watch. Everyone has all these. So kind of knowing what that person wants, because if you have someone who's really active and you get them like a nice watch, but all they wanted was like a really expensive Apple watch, uh, it's not necessarily going to be uh, quite right. But watches are, you know, it's it's a nice thing and um, they can wear it and they can get a lot of good use out of it. Plus, you know, 
know, you can go anywhere from strictly functional to very fancy to smart watches. So there is a huge uh, variety of watches to choose from and, and, yeah. and, and you know, a price range as well. Uh, now, another one that I like on this that's a little bit uh, surprising is it's number 10 on the list, a new suitcase. And the reason I say that mm. is suitcase technology to me has come so far. <laughs> you know, we started out where, you know, I'll date myself. Back when I was a kid, we actually used to have to lug the suitcase by the handle. Then they put uh, the wheels How on archaic. it. archaic. With the little retractable handle, but they had mm. the two. Then they went to the four wheels. Now they've got the four wheels that spin on casters. That's, that's and true. And it's just, you know, you can go zipping through the airport, you know, d- doing a dance number if you want to. So I think a new suitcase, because again, suitcases are, are pretty pricey. So I think that yeah. that would be a good gift for a graduate. What else jumps out at the list? Well, I'll, I'll say kind of similar to that one I like is a nice weekend bag. Um, you know, so again, you kind of these high quality products that someone will need that someone has probably been, you know, as a high school and college uh, age person, they've probably been skating by on something that's pretty old, that they've been beaten up a lot, that's been really well worn. Uh, so buying a high quality version of some of these things that they'll just need. I mean, you'll, you're not going to use a suitcase all the time, but when you do need a suitcase, you want it to be a good one, and so that's what makes that a, a particularly nice gift, that or a nice weekend bag, you know, just depending on what their travel habits are. All right, the one on the list that I think I would be very crestfallen when I unwrap the gift and open the box and find a business card holder. Ooh. It's like, and I don't know, that might be incentive, especially maybe for the college graduate is, okay, we've financed your education, uh, where you're out on your own now, go ahead and start making money. Start, start passing those <laughs> cards out. Well, I do like, okay, so one Maybe this, the business card holder is for the the cousin's nephew that you just happen to have to go to. And there we go. The must-buy. Yes. <laughs> the mercy gift. So one, one, one of the themes, this is kind of a theme here, they have a professional wardrobe and a business card holder. Uh, so, you know, college graduate, they're stepping out into the professional world. Yes, they probably do need at least an extra shirt or two. Uh, and and possibly things that go along with this, you know, if they don't necessarily have a job nailed down now, um, some sort of person who can serve as a career coach, uh, help them freshen up their resume, uh, a professional that they can work with. If they do have a job, if they're already starting into a career, uh, one thing we talk about a lot, I know we, we, we've, we've certainly done for clients and children of clients is, is uh, you know, pay for them to spend an hour or two with a financial advisor or someone someone who's going to get them, you know, s- started on the right track. Um, and, you know, so that they understand how to deal with this new money that they're having and how to set goals with it. And so all of those things kind of fall under, you know, things to help you out in your profession, in your in your newfound uh, professional life. You know, I think that's that is an excellent uh, suggestion because, uh, you know, we talked about on the show many times the need to to the younger we get our kids uh, kind of aware of their financial being and how the finances work, uh, to the fact that uh, I think a lot of us as we age think, well, if I only known how important mm-hmm. saving was back right. when I was, you know, whatever. So I think that would be an excellent thing is to write out the bat, write their, their first job to imprint on them how important it is, savings and other things that a financial planner might could help them with. Yeah. Um, um, one that we disagreed on was number six on the list, the Amazon Echo. 
Yeah, I seem I to like that. You don't like the idea of being spied I'm, upon. Yeah, I, I don't really like any of these home, always on home speaker type devices. Uh, you don't necessarily know how that uh, data is being protected or how that data is being used. I mean, what we know it's being used to sell you other products, which is annoying enough on its own. Just because like I had a conversation about something doesn't mean I want to buy all of the things related to it, um, and that's that's just annoying. Uh, but you don't know how this data is being used. You don't know if they're sharing it with third parties who you didn't authorize. There was recently a big scandal with some of the um, genetic testing things that can say, oh, like, oh, turns out, you know, yes, your family is half Irish and half French, or, you know, you are at particular risk for this disease, we think. Uh, They're also sharing that information with the FBI. Um, And while, of course, you know, we like it when people who commit crimes get uh, stopped for these things, um, just think about if your private conversations were being shared with the FBI and, you know, every small thing were being poured over like that. And also it's come to light that um, uh, employees at a lot of these organizations have access to have access to kind of unfiltered, unencrypted uh, feeds like this. And, you know, one was a uh, Amazon purchased Nest, uh, no, not Nest, um, Ring, which was a video doorbell system. And so they could see, like, there was there were employees who knew when you were at your house. They knew when you were not at your house. They knew when you were coming and going. They knew who visited you. They knew when those people visited. They knew when those people left. And that's, you know, look, even, even if you're not doing anything wrong or bad, uh, that's certainly things you don't want to know. And, and it was particularly damaging for folks who kind of have a high public profile, maybe journalists, maybe politicians who, you know, again, they're not necessarily doing anything bad or uh, being malicious or committing crimes, but there are people who they certainly wouldn't want to have all of that information. And I think that's one of the, the biggest dilemmas in the technical uh, techno- technology era is that idea of trading off bits of your privacy for technology that might make things a little bit easier in your as you go about your daily life. Right. Uh, we're going through some uh, lists, uh, a list that USA Today suggested for uh, gifts for graduates, but we still have got some open phone lines, and we're still looking for your personal finance questions. So give us a call if you have one. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Another one on the list I like, and is a nice wallet. Again, this is something sure. that's certainly functional, but uh, you can get all kinds of wallets. You know, I was thinking about this the other night. Uh, a, a word for a wallet is a billfold, but I'm wondering if a billfold is specifically the wallet that folds in half because you are folding the bills. That I mean, that certainly <laughs> makes sense from a, you know, that's thinking, way over thinking on standpoint. wallets. Uh, <laughs> yes, you should ask them very carefully. Would you like a billfold or would you like a Wallet. wallet. <laughs> well, there's the trifold, where, you know, where it folds in upon itself, and the bifold, where you only fold in half. See, I like I said, I, apparently I'm well o- OCD on wallets. You here. are. You're definitely overthinking it at, that, at this point. Um, but again, that's something that's functional <laughs> and it can be nice, you know. And I would say though, make sure it's got plenty of room for uh, for your various cards, uh, ID cards, and and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, anything else on the list jump out at you? It's something that I like is. Oh, 
on here, they put a coffee maker. Um, it not in, I'm not saying, oh, everyone rush out and buy a coffee maker, but something where someone is moving to a new place. Uh, they are not starting out with a lot of things, uh, but everyone's got to eat. And everyone, uh, well, not everyone uses their kitchen, but, you know, some nice kitchen implements that you know the person is going to get good use out of. If, they, if they're a person who loves coffee, a nice coffee maker that they're going to use, they're going to appreciate, it's going to last them a long time. Um, if they do do some cooking on their own, you know, um, not necessarily like a full set of pots and pans for their first apartment because, boy, they're not going to want to move that, but a couple of crucial things. Um, you know, down here in the South, we use our cast iron skillets a lot, uh, you know, a good cutting board and a knife set, something like that. Um, again, something that's good quality uh, that they're going to get a lot of use out. I think is I think those are really great things to kind of set someone up for for a, a, a good life when they when they first graduate. Ryder, I really agree with you. Um, so many uh, millennials now are delaying getting married uh, because they don't have good enough kitchenware. Is that, <laughs> is that what's well, going on? Well, when uh, back in my day, a lot of people found their significant others in college and then got married right after. And uh, uh, now people are putting off getting married. And so those housewarming gifts that you might have registered for getting them when you graduate Mm. might be a good idea. That's a great point. Now, following on the theme of of getting them set up in the kitchen, I would sort of think twice about number 11 on the list, (laughs) the Instapot, because I think those are helpful, but you would really have to be someone who I think is a little bit more advanced in cooking and sort of is a, is a foodie type. Otherwise, I'm afraid something like that would end up as a paperweight on the kitchen counter. Possibly. I mean, people do love their Instant Pots. I mean, they they have kind of a cult following. And so I, I kind of assume that once you have one, you become obsessed. But you're right. <laughs> if you don't if you don't become obsessed, it is going to – it may become just a device that sits there. And, and so, like I said, you know, the things – you know, I think a, a valuable gift, a great gift, is something that's going to last a long time, and they're going to get a lot of good use out of it. All right, and as we wrap things up, the uh, last one on the list, interestingly enough, fifteen on the list of fifteen, but I think one that I think everybody would appreciate money. Money, that's right. That's sometimes <laughs> kind of the cop out, but it's decisions. like, well, that's true. Sometimes you know, I think if it's a good friend of yours or whatever, you kind of know. But sometimes you're at a loss for what what does yeah. someone want. So money is always good, I think, for anybody. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners like you. To hear today's show or previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash money talks. Or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcast app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned because up next at 10, it's in legal terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks. Heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at Trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 